0: FYI, and I don't mean fake news. This podcast contains huge spoilers. Hey, everybody, welcome to episode three one. 7 317 on the podcast that goes snicked. I'm your host, Jason Venable, and um, this is going to be a bonus episode. Um, podcast confessions, <laughs> not the kind of confessions you see on like a uh, Skinamax, <laughs> but but you know, real life confessions. Um, so honestly, uh, was hoping this week to to get together with my Excalibros Dan and Georgie and talk about the what quadruple size quadruple priced whatever uh, Uncanny X-Men number 11. i gonna have to wait a little bit um unfortunately as, as February kicks off I'm doing a lot of traveling of both the pleasure and business variety um, Denise and I are taking some time to get away a little bit, and then also have some travel for work. And so those kind of compounded um, and kind of shrunk down my availability. So we will get back with the Excalibur as quick as we can. I wanted to get something out, so I'm going to record a little bit just before I I start my travels. And we'll we'll probably post this from a hotel room somewhere. But um, (laughs) anyway, um, I wanted to talk about, and not to... And speaking of Excalibur's, I imagine they will be releasing an episode about this soon, and will probably go, well, they will definitely go into much more detail, and probably give it a better service. But I didn't want the end of Exiles to pass without me giving a little bit of a comment on it. I'm not going to go too in-depth. Like I said, this is a bonus episode. It'll probably be kind of short, but um, I didn't want to mention it, because this book was one of my favorite books of 2018 and then, you know, this last issue in 2019, and I didn't want it... I don't know, I mean, I am kind of have a... Not sheltered, um... It's not the right word. Um... It's hard for me to have real perspective on the book, because I'm such good friends with, with Dan and Georgie, and And they talk about it quite a bit and and you know obviously we listen to their show and we've even mentioned a little bit here on the on the podcast that goes sticked and so the people in my circle have always been kind of excited about this book but I don't know how much or if it was talked about enough kind of just in general like across and so I wanted to, to just just say a few thoughts like I said because I just really really love this book and I'm Exiles 12 did come out. This is the last chapter of this volume of Exiles. Um, And so, yeah, um, the storytellers are Saladin Achmed Achmed, and uh, Javier Rodriguez with inks by Alvaro Lopez, which, uh, by the way, uh, speaking again of Excalibros, they just had Mr. Lopez on their show, so definitely go check out that that uh, episode, um, it's pretty cool, um, and plus, I mean, that's the dream, right, your podcast about comics, you need to get creators on your show, uh, I guess I should, maybe I should work a little harder on that, <laughs> I've always got kind of one to, and we'll send out like a little, you know, quick message, like, hey, I don't really, I'm never pushy about it, maybe I should be, not annoying, but, you know, maybe a little more aggressive in, in trying to do some of that, I don't, we'll, we'll see. Let's we'll see what, maybe I can change that in 2019. Um, anyway, colors by uh, Musta Vicente, letters by VCs Joe Caramagna, and this cover is by David Nakayama with a recap page by David Marquez and Matthew Wilson. This cover is pretty great. In the foreground, we have Blink with a island drink and a coconut with a little pi- plastic pirate sword through a cherry and a pineapple slice. And our exiles are on the beach. We have Khan up in a coconut palm tree with binoculars. Um, Captain America is uh, burying Iron Lad in the sand. My two favorite pieces of art in the background are uh, Little Wolfie on the shoulders of King K'Challa with his... uh, arms just raised in the air and exuberance like they're about to play a game of chicken right or something um and then um Becky Barnes hanging off of the the flexing bicep of valkyrie <laughs> both very 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 cool images that really speak to, I mean like you can get a you can get a peek at who the characters are on the cover even if you haven't read the book yet um It was pretty cool. So remember our exiles um, first came together to defeat the Time Eater. But then a Renegade group of watchers got very pissy with them, messing with the time stream. And is trying to punish them. Even sent a different group of exiles to try to take them out. Well, our band of exiles decided, you know what? We're going to take the fight to these rogue watchers on the moon. Go on the proactive offensive. Um, On the moon, they see that Nick Fury Watcher has been captured in a, I don't know, a cage of some sort. A a Kirby cage, (laughs) for lack of a better word. Um, Definitely an homage to Kirby's kind of wacky style that Rodriguez is doing there. So they get to the moon, and they're going to fight the Renegade Watchers, and, you know, Blanton kind of leads the charge, and they all kind of speak their mind a little bit. Um, the watch her stand their the ground, say that these exiles are out of line, and they shoot light out of their mouths, and kind of capture them in like, almost like a, a Superman, Christopher Reeve movie, Fandom Zone type thing, where they get trapped in like these 2D panels, um, and the best is what a like, I'm going bye-bye, um, But yeah, so they all get sent to these dimensions, and then we get this series of pages of the characters, like, giant-sized on the page, and their body made up of panels, um, of their history. Uh, one with the, you know, Western Black Panther, um, kind of the different things he's been through when he lost his sister. Actually, it looks more to be just regular Black Panther's history, maybe, um you know, Peggy Carter, Captain America, we see when the Nazis take over uh, England, so they're all kind of living their worst nightmares, but the panel layout of um, this taking place inside their bodies um, is really, really cool, and even in the background behind them in the white space, they're like broken panels, like, like panes of glass, it's really, really cool, um, Becky Barnes, you get a little I guess her, her nightmare is just being a housewife with an abusive husband. Um, Valkyrie's nightmare is that Sotor takes over Asgard and kills Odin. Little Wolvie's nightmare, apparently, is that he's caught in the X-Men cartoon, the 90s cartoon. Um, and the X-Men are being super uh, just aggressive. And uh, <laughs> Cyclops is yelling at him, "'Wolvie get in formation!' And Wilby's like, oh, everyone's so loud and mean. I do like whatever that song is, though. Which, you know, just automatically makes the theme song pop into your head. You know, the... Um, yeah, it's it's pretty awesome page. Um, Blink, uh, her nightmare is kind of going back to the Age of Apocalypse, but also failing her team. Um, her new team of exiles. And then Iron Lad, of course, his nightmare is becoming king. But somehow Blink is able to break into Iron Lad's nightmare. And they have a conversation. And Iron Lad has a way... Uh, and he feels like he can overload the Talos and break them out, but is going to sacrifice himself. And Blink's like, no, you can't. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm choosing this. Let me do this. this. Is what I want to do. And so there's some tears shed as they have a a wild conversation across a page of 25 panels if I'm counting right. I think it's a 5x5 five five grid. Um, it's pretty nuts. That's a lot of panels for a page. But Rodriguez always I mean in any book I've ever read of him where he's had like an extended run always does interesting things with panels um, with page layouts and I mean, it kind of goes without saying. He's just an innovator in the form. Um, anyway, so they're able. Uh, Nate's sacrifice does break them free, overloads the watchers. And then the real watchers show up and be like, hey, you guys are, you're the ones that are out of line. <laughs> and they send the exiles home and back to Bermuda. Or is it Bahamas? Which one is it? Bahamas. Um. And so Blink is there with the team and then Khan, Khan, visits her in a dream and gives her the talus. And she wakes up and the talus is in her bed. And then, so I guess everyone's staying here and not going back to like their own worlds. I know some of their worlds maybe got destroyed, so don't have the option. But, um, so Blink's like, well, I don't know what we're going to do, but if anyone ever needs the exiles again, we'll be ready. We're here. And ends with a cool splash page of all the different kind of exiles from different eras, Um, just kind of you know hanging out, being cool, doing stuff. So yeah. Um, Well, first of all, this issue, um, pretty satisfying conclusion, I thought. Uh, Maybe a a do a do a. you know, the Ex Machina, he's a douche, (laughs) it's not, I'm just kidding, uh, Deus Ex Machina, um, of the, of the kind of, I guess, good watchers showing up, and being like, hey, bad, bad, watcher extremist, and slapping him on the wrist, um, coming in and saving the day, um, maybe kind of, I don't know, I don't think it it downplays Nate's sacrifice, I think it's still pretty emotional, um, so, yeah, anyway, um, other than that, though, I feel like it's a pretty, pretty satisfying end to our exiles, kind of, you know, I don't know, getting ready for new adventures that, unfortunately, won't, we won't be seeing any time soon, it doesn't look like, um, it's really too bad, um, you know, this, this issue's pretty great, the art is just top-notch, um, You know, with Rodriguez doing the art and colors, and then working with Lopez on the inks, um, just visually a top-notch book, um, love the storytelling, you know, I don't know, I, I'm really between on this particular issue, uh, a five and a six claw rating, um, trying to decide which way for sure I want to go, um, you know what? I like this 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 book so much, just in general. I'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt and give it well. No, I don't think it's quite perfect, but it's it's really darn close. Um, I'm gonna give it five out of six claws, but a very 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 high five out of six claws. And I just want to talk a little bit about this this volume in general. Um, you know, Ahmed. Obviously, wrote the whole thing. Rodriguez did most of the art um, with Rod Rice coming in and doing a couple of issues. And then, really, the only issue that fell flat, artistically, was the one that Kenyonis uh, did. And I don't mean to call him out in a negative light, because I like other stuff he's done. I just His Exiles issue didn't really float my boat. Um, but other than that, every issue had outstanding art between the bulk of Rodriguez and then, like I said, uh, Rod Rice doing some issues. Um, this book from one to 12, um, you know, it just had really, really killer art, really different and interesting art that always just caught my attention and my imagination. And the story was just really fun. I mean, I know. Maybe a little bit meandering at times. Um, I think part of that is having to shift focus and curb the story to end in 12 issues. I don't know if that was really the original intent. Of course, you know the original Exiles kind of went on and on forever. I don't know if that was necessary, but I definitely feel like a couple of things had to be truncated um, to, get, to get to the resolution of where our exiles are in a good place by the end of this issue um and so that said I think the over- writing overall is really good I think the characterization I loved and um I really really fell in love with Lil' Wolfie um you know Ahmed took something that you know was obviously better than the ex-babies and, and took a page from the, the Scotty Young universe um but really just gave it... I don't know, just... A, a character that's obviously way too sweet... Right? To be a Logan or a Wolverine we would recognize. But... Still kind of felt true in its own way. Like, if... if Wolverine was going to be like a... Just... I don't know. Innocent, sweet cartoon. That's probably who he would, would be. Um so I don't know I just I just really really found the characters really endearing um, you know it's funny because that's kind of the, the way into the book and the focus I actually kind of found Blink to be the, the least interesting to me and not that she was bad but all these other characters were so interesting you know Little Wolvie um, you know the King Western Black Panther Peggy Carter's Captain America Valkyrie it was really really great uh becky um yeah i just i don't know the, the cast of characters was was pulled together really well i don't know i just I, I think Exiles one through twelve i gotta say probably again a very very high five out of six clause, almost six you yeah, know a couple issues maybe not quite perfect um but this book's get gets uh very, very high marks. I'm really sad to see it end. Um, I'm, I'm glad that the Achmed has other things going on, obviously. um, His Miles Morales book has got off to a great start. Really looking forward to his take on this Marvel. Um, You know, Kamala Khan. Not, not Grizzle gone, but, you know, regular <laughs> Kamala Khan in our universe. Um, you know, and I'm sure Javier Rodriguez will pop up again pretty soon, he usually doesn't go too long between between gigs these days, you know, being a very sought-after artist, um, so yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll get, get really good stuff out of them continually, but, I don't know, there's just something really magical that happened in this book that needs more of a spotlight shown on it, so I'm happy to, you know, take a few minutes and really talk about how much I just loved Exiles you know, the 2018 volume, um, man, it's just, just really good, really fun, and if for any reason you just kind of, you slept on this or passed on it, and you know, maybe you're waiting for Marvel Unlimited, you know, that's fine, I mean, obviously it's too late to try to, <laughs> try to save, you know, hashtag Save Exiles is a little, uh, past its prime, <laughs> but, um, you know, definitely try to find a way to read this, whether you buy a trade or, or wait for a Marvel Unlimited or, you know, comicsology or whatever. Um if you haven't read it yet, um, I would highly recommend it. Uh, and look forward really to hearing the Excalibur's kinda of give that a wrap up, um, on an upcoming episode about about this issue and the series overall. Uh, um cannot wait to hear their thoughts and so you know, definitely go check them out, they're at Excalibros1 on Twitter, um, you know, and Dan and George are on the show a lot, but, they're really looking forward to hearing what they have to say about, about how this story wraps up, um, you know, what they think, you know, it's gonna, I don't know, and they, they've talked about, you know, they're gonna talk about Generation X, as, since this book is ended, um, uh, to kind of spill in their other spot on the show, um, Yeah, no, I just... I'm meandering now and and just kind of blabbering. But I'm glad we got this book. I wish we could get more, but I'm grateful that, you know, we at least got this solid 12-issue run and, you know, better that than than not having it at all. Um, You know, I guess it's the optimist way to look at it. But yeah, um, Exiles, just really rad. Really rad. Uh, Go check it out. And... So, I'm going to talk about a couple other books real fast. Um, X23, number 9, is X Assassin Part 3. Written by Mariko Tamaki. Penciled by Diego Orlord Tagui. Maybe. I really hope that's right because I really like him. Um, inks by Walton Wong, J.P. May, and Scott Hanna. Colors by Chris O'Halloran. Letters by VC's Corey Pettit. Woohoo! And cover by Ashley Witter. And on the cover, we have X-23 stabbing a robot head with her claws. Almost a Hamlet-esque pose as she kind of is looking at the head, and she has it raised, you know, with her arm bent at the elbow, um, and the head kind of facing her, sitting on her claws. What's funny, though, is, you know, you have the robot body in the, behind her, and then Gabby behind that, just with this look of horror and shock, like, oh, you killed my puppy! <laughs> um So, a pretty good cover by by Ashley Witter. Pretty nice. So, remember, um, they have found a cyborg clone. Laura is very cautious. Gabby is like, hey, new sister. Um, That's kind of where we are. Excuse me. So, we start off with Gabby down at Beast Lab talking to her new robot clone. She keeps calling it. And uh, something happens with with Gabby's phone, because Laura texts her, and then the the robot, or the cyborg, says, uploading. Um, Then the next day, Beast is conferring with Laura and Gabby, and says, yeah, it's your clone, yeah, it's a cyborg. And we knew that she didn't have a healing factor, we thought maybe that was intentional, but now I'm thinking maybe it's just corrupted DNA, like the DNA was damaged. Um, Definitely metal, metal's not adamantium. Uh, sophisticated weapons. Um, you know, he says an alloy was vulnerable enough to be damaged by Gabby's impact, and Gabby's like, sorry. Um, and they have discovered that there's a satellite t- attempting to communicate it, and it can't get through the firewall, and they're figuring out where the satellite is coming from, and it's meta electronics And so Laura's going to go check it out. She tells Gabby to wait here. Um, she I gotta say, Lauren's costume on a motorbike looks pretty cool. So yeah, she gets on a motorcycle, she rides off. I have a funny little moment where she has her her, inner monologue and says it out loud, and Gabby hears it through the microphone. And... (laughs) Pretty funny moment. Um, So Beast and Gabby talk about, you know, is this a clone? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Um, And she's like, and Gabby says, oh, so she's a mutant mutant. Because the DNA had to repair itself. So like, it had to mutate to repair itself when it was damaged. And Hank's like, yeah, that works. Yeah, kind of. So, yeah. We get that conversation. Um, Laura shows up at the meta office, office, lab, whatever. Um, one of the doctors drops her wallet. She picks it up and turns it in at the front desk. It says it smells super nerdy around here. But anyway, the front of the building is that they do robotic-like limbs, like replacement limbs, like prosthetics. Um, So Gabby finds her new sister a really cool shirt uh, with a really nice kind of Wolverine-like V-neck on the logo. It's really cool. Um, But the the clone is gone. Uh, There's a cow that's an (laughs) X-Man. as Gabby breaks into a D;D and d game looking for her sister. X-23 is identified by security cameras as she comes in the shipping dock, um, and Gabby runs around looking for the clone. Um, Laura obviously breaks into the factory. Um, Gabby finds the clone on the roof trying to reconnect with the satellite, offers the shirt. The clone pulls out her giant knife, and Gabby's like, Whoa! Then, oh my goodness, we get this double-page spread, um, of the art and the colors just rocking it, of Laura cutting through robots, um, killer robots of course, um, in this warehouse, and it's just. It is such a good page. Oh my goodness, um. And sorry, Dan, but she even has good use of the foot claw in this this double-page spread. So there's like. The main action, which is her slicing through these robots, like a, a group of robots, and then behind it are alternating, like, blue and red-hued panels, like, behind her like, several panels, like, one, two, three, four, eight, one eight. like, f- almost 40 panels Um, of just a little action of her cutting through the robots. Um, it's pretty great. Kind of a, a poster-worthy, double-page spread, I think. Um, really endearing th- this artistic team to me. Um, and then, of course, at the end, she's on top of a pile of robots, and she's like, Okay, then. And she's going to go find the whoever's in charge and tell him what she thinks with her claws. <laughs> so Gabby talks to the clone. Turns out the clone can't speak. But she keeps tapping her, her big knife on her metal chest plate. Oh, uh going backwards a little bit. So when Gabby offers the clone the shirt, she's like, you know, uh thought it'd be weird for you to be like a uh, robot naked all the time. <laughs> oh, that was really funny. I love Gabby. Um so Yeah, so then someone talks to Laura says X twenty three at last. And we see an abbreviation on the clone's chest plate t period u period o period k period s period and gabby's like what's what's that Tokes? toks like, okay and then laura calls gabby says i need your help and gabby says we're on our way and laura's like we and then we see another double page spread of laura facing a small army maybe a cadre of these ex-assassin robots And so she definitely needs help. And then... Gabby and Tooks. Tooks. uh, She has her shirt on now. And they jump off the roof. And they're going to go help Laura. And I love this issue. This art team, man. Really, really... I mean, I liked it to begin with. I like it more every issue. Um, And really, I was really worried. Because whenever you see, like... Multiple inkers, you're like, okay, this isn't going to feel connected, it's not going to work, but it really does, um, I don't know if that's just because, uh, Diego's pencils are, are that detailed and tight that the changes in inks don't really show up as much, um, but either way, this book looks great, the story is really fun, uh, Gabby is just fantastic, and Laura's great, um, yeah i i love this issue um i'm gonna give x23 number nine six out of six claws you guys gotta be reading this you have to have to have to read x23 if you're not um it's a it's a really really good book one of my favorites still so yeah yeah six out of six claws for that one so we do have a wolverine cameo like a flashback um an amazing Spider-Man number fourteen. This is uh, written by Nick Spencer, art and colors by Chris Pacalo. Oh yeah, I gotta tell I told Georgie uh, I would say Chris Pacalo rock because <laughs> he does he rocks. Um, oh, ew, another army of inkers: uh, Alve, Wayne, Faucher. John Lipsy and Tim Townsend. And the letters by V.C.'s Joe Caramagna. Um, Ryan Otley and Nathan Fairbairn does the cover. This is a pretty awesome cover by Otley and Fairbairn. Um, uh, Spider-Man trying to sit down and enjoy some wine and coffee. He has a speed up on the table. Is, you know, his mask kind of up over his nose, or, or with his mouth and chin exposed. But... As coffee is interrupted by the rhino busting through the glass window, it's pretty pretty great cover. Um, really really like it. So this is Family Matters Part One, and we start off in Begalia, which is where um, where Zemo is currently ruling, right? So we have Arcade, and what Arcade is doing is watching an old video of his greatest hits including the cover to Uncanny X-Men number 123 uh, by Terry Austin, where the X-Men are caught in a giant pinball machine. And um, you see the back of Wolverine's head from that cover, of course. And um, yeah, so, but then someone busts in and it's Kraven the Hunter. And Arcade was just talking about how no one wants... You know the elaborate plans, almost like the '60s Batman plans that Arcade is is really good at. Um, he says super villains these days just don't have an appreciation for the finer things. It's just wham bam, smash through a wall, go straight for the revenge kill. No one wants elaborate death traps. It's been terrible for business. <laughs> He's got a warehouse full of acid vats and uh, spike walls. <laughs> No one wants to monologue their evil plans anymore. So anyway, I thought that was really funny. But uh, Craven shows up and he does want all that. He wants the arcade to build him something. Um, and then we kind of switch scenes. So that's kind of set up for this uh, Craven story that's coming up. Um. The Hunted, I think is what it's called. An um, Amazing Spider-Man. Um, and we kind of switch over and we go in the sewer and peter and mary jane are visiting with the wizard and his wizard family now I remember he had to to save his family from um the clone conspiracy story he had to inject them with wizard uh serum and so they're kind of half wizarding people and we get a really angsty like teenage son his emotional outburst because he wants to go to regular school and he can't or his dad won't let him so he's mad um Oh, it's just a really natural feeling scene with wizard people. Um, and then one of uh, Jay Jameson's partners uh, tries to hit on Aunt May and she's having none of it. She saves a character she got from her son uh, of a giant spider um, and gives a homeless guy a nice, you know, five star meal taskmaster and was a black ant is that what his name is red ant i don't remember um anyway they're trying to um bust up something at this restaurant the rhino shows up really love Bacolo's rhino um yeah and just and it's the fighting season. but anyway uh Bacalo's art he really does rock <laughs> bacalo rockaloos uh or bacalo rockaloos. um and the story was really fun. Uh, I, would, I would probably give this issue six out of six claws if I were to do such a thing. And I just did. <laughs> so, last but not least, I want to talk very briefly about Wolverine, The Long Night, number two. Written by Benjamin Percy. Art by Marcio Takara. Colors by Matt Mia. Letters by V.C. Joe Caramagna. And the cover is by Raphael Albuquerque and this cover is just kind of a white and blue with a little bit of red very sketchy logan in his jacket claws out frosty breath you know i'm going to say this is an, one of our first early contenders for a cover of the year for and we just did our wolvie awards for 2018 this is so far my first really really great cover i think for 2019. So, remember, this is the adaptation of the Long Night Serial podcast. I won't go over my thoughts on that every time we talk about this. There's going to be five of these. This is number two. Um, And really, you should listen to the podcast. This is a cool adaptation, and it stays pretty true to it. Uh, Doing about two episodes an issue. um, Here they find Logan's cabin. We meet the strawberry kids. Um... You know, we meet our agents, we hear some more stories about Logan, including the the letter he wrote to Maureen about their time in New Orleans when he uh, popped his claws and tried to save some people from a gunman, but feared he would be discovered. And they feared what would happen to her if Weapon X discovered him and put him back under their control. Now, there's a really cool panel of, as Wolverine runs away to the wilderness, kind of a mountain range, and Wolverine's face kind of Blurring in and out of the mountain peak. Uh, it's pretty great. Um, and so he fears for what could happen. Um, we, we see some more of the cult of the Aurora and kind of the connections between some of the victims and the cult. Uh, the agents visit the cult, and we end up with Logan calling the agent from a payphone. says, Here you're looking for me. Don't. Snicked. Pretty great snicked on there as the the issue ends. So, like I said, I enjoyed the podcast and this sticks very true to it. You know, one of the things I was trying to think about because it seems to be giving away a little more than the podcast did, a little maybe less mystery. But I don't know if that's because they're writing it that way, kind of in a more comic booky way where things are a little more told. <laughs> In foreshadowed a little more obviously sometimes, or it was just because I've already listened to the whole podcast and I know where things are going, and maybe I'm just reading it through that lens and some things that are jumping out at me differently. I don't know. But, um, Takara, his art's really good, the, the story is just as good as the podcast is. Um, you know, I would give this adaptation a, a very strong four out of six clause. Uh, very very strong maybe almost five um but yeah so there so this is our bonus episode um hope you guys enjoyed it uh, once i get done traveling we're gonna uh definitely get dan and georgie the Excalibros on to talk about uncanny 11 and and age of x-men and, and all that good stuff and um try to get the flashbacks back on track um that's gonna do it for this one. So hope you enjoyed it. Um, as always, you know you can like the Facebook page. Uh, Twitter is at Snickcast. Show notes and stuff are snickcast.podbean.com. And until next time, hugs and snicks, everybody. Bye bye and snacked.